Welcome to Be The Embodiment Podcast, a space for the emerging businesswoman ready to reclaim her power and unapologetically step into her full embodiment. I am your host, Danielle, a business mentor helping women to embody their purpose and structure their business for success. Each week, women will share their experiences, knowledge and insights, opening up about their journey of business and life. If you are looking for real conversations that make an impact, you are in the right place. Welcome back to another episode of Be The Embodiment Podcast. Oof, guys, this episode was fun. I was joined by Simone Moreau. Simone is on a mission to change the way coaches and consultants approach marketing and business building online. She believes marketing is fun, easy and simple. Simone comes with over 20 years experience in marketing and has taken her passion and expertise and turned it into a fully booked coaching business, teaching her clients how to build and market a business that is sustainable. Not only that, Simone is a marketing professor who teaches graduate students marketing strategy. She comes with so much knowledge and expertise and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So let's dive in. So welcome Simone. Uh, It is wonderful to have you here. Oh, thanks so much. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled. We all love simplicity and ease in our business when we can find it. So we're probably going to start there. But first, I want to find out more about you. Why are you so passionate about marketing and what led you here today? Oh, such a good question. You know what? I sort of fell in love with marketing early on, like just stumbled into marketing when I realized people could, you know, get paid for putting on events and, and like (laughs) being creative at work. I just loved it. So I started early on and what I found to be so true was, you know, the fact that when you're marketing and you're, you're really building culture, right. And I think that it was something that was so powerful was as I learned more and got into deeper, deeper, deeper types of marketing, I learned that we're building a culture around the way that we present ourselves, our businesses and our services and culture has to start within, right? With, if you're a larger corporation, you're starting with your employees, like the brand that you're creating has to start with your employees first and then exceed out. And if you're a solopreneur, it's the same thing. You're, you're starting your marketing on the inside and it's part of who you are. And that brand is what you bring every day. And I think that I just started to fall in love with what I did. I, I, truly believe that marketing is the best part of building any business. And I've helped build number of businesses in my corporate job. Now I'm doing one-on-one consulting and coaching with my clients and I'm helping them build businesses from the ground up. And it's a true pleasure. And I just loved what I did. And I took that enthusiasm into the classroom. I started teaching uh, graduate level students. And now I do that full time. I'm a tenured professor. I research, I market on digital marketing. And I think it's just so much fun. So who wouldn't you want to be taught by than somebody who like had the passion and the knowledge and really brought that to you? Because I would say that a lot of times it's the one thing that people find that they don't like doing when they're building a business. They, they want to get rid of marketing, but I believe it's the best part. You definitely want that passion. And I I agree with you there. Generally speaking, it'll be one of the first things people will outsource is the market. It is. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. And there's nothing wrong with outsourcing. I think that that's a real positive, but you have to know your business so well. And that's part of marketing, right? Like you have to understand your product or your service, the pricing, what differentiates you in the market. Because if you're not the one leading that message, someone else is going to pick it up and define it for you. And you don't want that. So I think that, you know, outsourcing is so powerful depending on where you are in your business, but it has to start with you first. You have to understand your business really strong and really well before you start to add other to the team yeah definitely I agree with that it's um (laughs) there's no point outsourcing it if you don't know it because it's it's never going to be the same like if it's not coming from you as the center Mm -hmm. it's not it it may not be authentic to your brand and you you need to be able to show other people what you want in your business as well a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So important. And I think that a lot of times that, you know, you're, you're like, that's the first thing people outsource. And it's true because I think often marketing can feel so overwhelming. Like I hear that so often when people get on the call with me and they're like, oh man, there's so much to do. Like, where do I start? Like, do I start here? Do I do this? Like, what should I do? Or I'm doing so many things. And that's the first thing that I do is we get so clear. Like we get so simple and focused. It's also the thing that I think makes people go a little, get a little nervous when they get focused, but it's the best thing for your business because we get rid of all the things that aren't working and are not necessary. And depending on where you are in your business and what you need and what, who your clients are will determine like what you need to be really focusing on. So we get rid of everything else. And I think once my clients start to do that and they get really get rid of the things that don't matter, we focus on actually what truly matters to get them to their results. That's when they, they start to feel a little bit more like, Oh, wait a second. Like I can do this. This isn't so bad. Like there's less hustle because a lot of times where I find my clients, they're at this point of burnout because they're hustling and they're doing too many things. They see somebody over here doing something. They see somebody over here doing something. So they start to bring it all on thinking they need to do everything. But in reality, you only need to do a couple of things and you need to do those really well. Yeah, but you only need to do a couple of things. And when you focus on that, that intentionality actually drives more results quicker. Yeah. Okay. So there's so much that we could unpack there just from that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where do we where go? Where do you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So first of all, what is marketing? I mean, what we ha- we have this idea of what marketing is. And for most of us, it's, you know, social media websites. That's usually kind of the mm-hmm. first things that people jump into, right? So from your experience and knowledge, what is marketing? Oh, you know, I'm so glad you asked that question because you're right. People are like, well, marketing is like social media. Like, are you going to help me with my social media, grow my following? And I'm like, that is a tactic of marketing. That actually isn't marketing. Marketing is creating connections right? And building relationships with potential clients. And truly you're doing that through all kinds of different channels, all kinds of different strategies in order to do that. Because truly the art of great marketing is focused on the transformation of your client. You're just showing your client. I always think about it. It's like the generous act of serving your clients and showing them their transformation ahead of time. That's what it is, right? You're building these online connections. And so when we think about that definition, then we do that in so many different ways, right? Yes, we could do that maybe through social media. We do that through, you know, how we write copy. Maybe we start that process as part of, you know, landing page or doing email, we start to get into all the tactics of how we want to build those relationships. But I think that is a really important definition because when you have that definition in mind, 
you know what that we emphasize the client focus connection first. And yeah. when you focus on the client first, that shifts everything. It takes away that icky feeling of a transaction. Like, Oh, I just got to do this thing. You know, I just gotta, yeah. just gotta send the email. If I just send this one email, it's less about the transaction. It's more about the relationship that you're building with your clients. And that is so, so powerful. Yeah. I, I guess you see a lot of people focusing on, you know, what their program is and, and what they're selling rather yeah. than like you spoke about the transformation for the client. Yeah. And so focusing on that, you are marketing to them because that's what they're looking, that's what they're looking for. They're yeah, looking the for transformation. transformation. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. Like you're looking for, they're looking for the outcome because you know what you and I, we don't buy a pen because we we're like, Oh, like, you know, we, we're going to buy a pen right on paper, right on paper. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't really write on paper very often, but when I do write on paper, I am right. Like I want an experience. Right. So like, it's less about the tangible thing. It, it's more about the experience we're offering them the, the benefit that they want. And most of the time, depending on what you're selling, right. Like what the service or the product is, we're trying to make someone's life better. They're buying it because they want to feel more confident. They want to build a skill set. They want to, you know, sell out their business, right? They want to do certain things, but they also want to feel a certain way in that process. And that's why we buy most things is because of the feeling that we we have, or we want to create for ourselves. Yeah. We, we definitely, like you say, buy from experience. And I guess going back to what you said previously about, um, it starts with the, the culture of, mm -hmm. uh, the business, and I know that you do talk a lot about creating an experience for the client. What are some actions that do create that experience? Yeah, I think, you know, I think so often, first of all, like a customer experience, I think, I think it, we can sometimes think about a customer or client experience when they've said yes, yes. right? But we want to think about it from the very first time that they interact with you right? To the time that they say yes. And then also during. So we want to make sure that we're thinking about the experience across that whole customer journey, really. And so when they see you online, and this is something I always think about, like, you know, people are like, I want to be authentic. I want to be authentic. And I'm like, you know what the best customer experience is the best way to show up and be authentic, make a promise and keep it. Yeah, that's it. Right. If we just always make promises and we keep them, like that right there is the number one thing that anybody buying anything wants. They want to build trust. They want to know that they trust you. If they're paying certain amounts and you're promising something to them, they want to know that that's what they're going to get at the end. Right. Yeah. They want to know how you are going to deliver that. And so if you're saying something at the beginning of an interaction and you keep showing up that way, well, obviously when you're in the container, you want to keep doing that. Like that should be that embodiment, that yeah. part of being who you are living your brand inside and out is truly something that needs to be rooted in your purpose and how you show up. And I think that that's something that's so important. So yeah. in terms of just like going back to your original question, like what are those actions? I think one is just keeping your promises is yeah. a big one showing up in your purpose every single day. And thinking about your clients first. Now, the reason I say that is because if you think about your client first, you show up so differently for them, right? You yeah. might respond twice to an email because something just came to you and you're just like, oh my gosh, I also have to share this, right? You might in the container, you know, be like, absolutely be really flexible in how you deliver something. You always keep your word. So you, you know, if I say, I'm going to give you something, 
you know, like notes to our, our meeting or, you know, five different links to something I am doing that. And you are, you trust that I'm going to do that. Right. Like I'm yep. showing up as the professional I am. And I think a lot of that comes down to being really rooted and grounded in your purpose, your why and your values, but it's also in terms of keeping your promises. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. It, and, and it sounds so simple, you know, it when we so talk simple. about it, right. Yeah. Yeah. But we complicate it. You know, we, mm. we overcomplicate it. We think we get in our heads so much that, you know, we forget to do that or we don't do what we were going to say or we try and do more than what we said we were going to do. And sometimes, you know, it can end up being worse off than if we had have just done what we said we were going to do. Yes. Yeah. So true. So yeah. true. I think that that is like a huge, a huge thing that sometimes everyone doesn't always think about, but it's yeah. such a simple process that yeah. you're right. We overcomplicate and we don't need to. What if we kept it that simple? Like how yeah. would that shift everything? Yeah. And I think too, what you were saying about, you know, living your purpose. So our customer experience or our client's experience begins with us. So how mm -hmm. we are in our lives that then that then shows up in our business as well so yeah. their experience starts with us I totally agree that's why you know one of my root philosophies is marketing is 50% strategy because I yeah. believe marketing is like you're building a skill set right like you're building a skill that you can use over and over again in your business but it's also 50% mindset. Yeah. And to your point about it, starting with us, like we have to really work on the cognitive behavior, like the way that our brains are wired to make sure that we are showing up in our business, the way we want that we're leading the way that we want, yeah. that we are being the CEO, um, because that's what makes it that's what allows you to live those values to live in your purpose and to truly care for your clients yeah. that way. Yeah. And, and I think when we come to marketing, we don't think about the mindset part. No. And, you know, just listening to you talk, I'm thinking about all of these rules that we get told about marketing, right? It's just constant. So it's no surprise people get overwhelmed. Because <laughs> there's a lot of, you're right. There's so many rules and yeah. there are so many things you can do, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So we get overwhelmed, but we don't think about the simple things that you've mentioned and that mindset component, which I think is an important aspect across the board. Either. yeah it's, it's in everything like, it really is and I have to always I always just chuckle a little bit because like I've been in marketing um for 20 years like <clears throat> was the head of marketing after before I became a tenure professor for a tech company and I promise you the problems haven't changed yeah people come to me and they're like we don't have enough clients it's because we don't have a Facebook page we don't have enough clients because we're not here right we think that the thing is going to get us the end result yeah. and the thing that we actually want. It's just the tip of the iceberg yeah. underneath that iceberg. There are so many other factors in play, right? Other data points, other, other things of the way that maybe we're showing up if we're a solopreneur in our business, all these other things that are in play that are keeping us from that one spot. So when we peel back the onion, right. In terms of our mindset, how we're looking and approaching material th that makes such a huge difference. And mm -hmm. so that's why I think it's so important to also add mindset because that's that mindset is how we write allows us to feel confident in the way that we communicate the value of our program yeah. allows us to show up and position ourselves in a certain way allows us to show up for our clients in a way and help them get their results so we really need to be watching that mindset because those are also the things that keep us stuck yeah it's the same with when you're talking about uncovering your why and your purpose mm -hmm. you know mindset is involved in that as well 
Yeah. My, my favorite line that I tell my clients and it's something like, and and I'm in full transparency, something that I have to remind myself too on those days that things are going wrong, but it's not a you problem. It's a business problem. Yeah. And it's so easy when we launch something and it totally flops or it doesn't go the way we thought. And we spent hours doing something. Right. Yeah. And I think if you, you've been doing this for a while, like we all have those stories where we worked on something, thought it was gold. We get it out into market. We're like, okay. And it's just not gaining the traction, but this is the thing. It's not because of you. It's not because there's a problem with what you did or how you did it necessarily. There's just a business problem that maybe we didn't realize. Right. Yeah. Like I I think of the one that one of my clients had where they were doing a launch. We, we did a plan. We did, we organized all the content, all the data ahead of time. Like, great. It starts going out crickets. And we're like, this is really odd. What did we realize at first she was panicking, like really upset. And that's relatable, right? Like we all get nervous when things don't go right. But what we quickly realized was that she was only sending it out to a quarter of her list. Instead of the whole list, she accidentally attached it to a different segment of her email marketing list. So what turned out to be, you know, something that was, you know, was building up a lot of self-doubt in her mind quickly, once we actually pulled back the layers and we're like, Hey, it's not a you problem. Like there's a business problem. We start to dive into the data. We start to look and analyze. We quickly realize a small little error in like an already automated system right? Well, that's easy. We can start to fix that. We can start to, you know, come back from that and make changes and do something. So I offer that because I think so often we, we tend to use that as sometimes evidence against us. But again, that's where that mindset comes into play. Like, let's actually be really realistic. Like, what is this actually teaching us versus how is this being used against us? I, yeah, a hundred percent agree with you. We can really turn inward and blame ourselves for things when sometimes We need to have a look objectively at what we're doing. And, Mm -hmm. and I guess a lot of what's coming up at the moment is that it's not, it's not about you. It's about your client. And so to be able to focus on your client, you need to have that objective mindset. You need to be able to differentiate between when it is your own blocks or limitations, but then also looking at it from how do I provide the best service for the client from yeah. all aspects? Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Love yeah. that. Amazing. Okay. So you mentioned burnout before. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said that you've noticed with a lot of clients you speak to, they're at that point of burnout. Is that something that you've experienced yourself? Oh, Heck yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, someone who works full time, I also have a fully booked business. Like I, you know, I'm doing, and I have a small team, like I'm doing the things in my business and I'm a mom and all the other hats that one puts on their heads, right? Like we all live such busy lives. It can get so easy. And this was the trap I found myself in being like, oh, I got to do this. I have to do this. There's this other thing. I should be doing this. And I see the same with a lot of other, um, really a lot of other clients that I coach, this idea of feeling like we have to do it all. And um, I really noticed that I quickly just overexerted myself. And it was almost like a train that I couldn't pull back from. Yeah. Like I had to be like, Ooh. 
So after that point, I really became so much more intentional in terms of my energy, in terms of planning my time, in terms of really getting ahead of my business. Whereas before I was always thinking about it, but I wasn't planning. And I'll be the first to, to say like, you know, this is something I did for my own clients and people that I work with all the time. And here I was making that same mistake, but sometimes we have to go through it to be remind ourselves of what we need to do differently. Yeah. Um, but it was such a good lesson for me because once I realized what I was doing and how I was doing it, I totally changed my approach. And that created so much more space in my life. Mm-hmm. I had more time, downtime. I was able to give more energy to the places that it needed to be. Um, it allowed me to, you know, assess where I was that pre-planning really shifted everything. The other thing that I find sometimes gets related to burnout. And I, it's something that, um, again, something that I I've done. And I feel like I find I have a lot of clients who have this too. And, and that is perfectionism. I feel like a lot of times, um, it comes down to, yes, sometimes taking on too much and doing too much or, and not managing your time appropriately because you're not planning, but Also, a lot of times people are making more work for themselves because they're stuck in the perfectionist bubble, right? We believe we should be in a different place than where we are. We feel like we should be doing more. It should be better. It needs to be A plus work. You know, trust me. I love a gold star, everybody. Okay. (laughs) Love a gold star. But one of the biggest things when it comes to that mindset that I coach my clients on and this is we do not do a plus work. We are focused on B minus work because we want to get it out in front of our clients. We want to test it. We want to get feedback. We want to iterate on it and we want to get it out again. The more we do that, the better our products, like the, the marketing gets, the stronger your message gets, the better you are at actually connecting with people. And that starts to turn into a plus work, but we can't start with a plus work. So really building that I find really helps truthfully with burnout. I find those two things to be the top reasons why people are burning out. Yeah. Yeah. We, we always feel like we need to be doing more. And Mm. I think for a lot of people, we struggle with the idea of receiving feedback because we don't want Mm. to be given, you know, we don't want somebody to tell us our, our work was crap. You know, we, we, we've put so much time and energy into this thing. We put it out there. We want people to love it, you know, and that's just our natural way of being. And so I guess it's about being okay with receiving that feedback. And it goes back to that client centered approach. A hundred percent. Like what if your clients, like what, and a lot of times I also, like, I totally agree with everything you just said. And the other thought that I usually perspective, I try to share with my clients is what if your clients actually look at that and they're like, whoa, that was exactly what I needed to hear. Like that was perfect. In their mind, they thought that was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Like what if they thought that and you're like, whoo, I don't know. Right. (laughs) What if they actually, that's exactly what they needed. Right. Yeah. And then they give you more feedback that that was good. And then you do more of the same thing, but slightly different. Right. And you're right. Like, what if that all actually is exactly what they, that client actually needs. If you're putting the attention back on your client, you're less worried about it being perfectionist because you're right. When you're focused on perfectionism, you're focused on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're not focused on serving the needs of the clients. Cause if that's the case, you don't care if it's this B plus or B minus, whatever you decide you want it to be. You're just like, okay, it's going to get out there. It's going to help somebody. And then it yeah. does. Yeah. And that's the measure of success. Yeah. And it goes back to that mindset shift as well. I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so with burnout, it's something that's really common these days. Everyone's struggling with it. So, you know, it was great to hear from somebody. I mean, you do do a lot of things. You, you know, you, you have your business, you are a professor that um, teaches marketing. Like you said, you're a mum. Like, so you have all of these hats. Is there any other like tasks or actions that you take that allow you to be able to juggle all of that mm, for yourself? Yeah. Well, you know, I have to say that um, when I find that I'm starting to get into like you know, that hamster wheel cycle, yeah. right? Because, you know, we can all be doing really well and then things happen and you start to get it. And you're like, you can start to feel like things are moving uh, away from you. I have to tell you, if I get to that sp- spot, it's you, I can usually tell you exactly why it's because I'm not making time for myself mm-hmm. <laughs> in my day to journal and do my thought work. So back to the, me- back to the theme of mindset today. Yeah. Um, but it's usually because I truly am not emptying what's in my brain. Yeah. And really going through and doing thought work and journaling on things to center and ground myself. Yeah. And because I've neglected that for a couple of days, or if it's a, if it's a really busy weekend, you know, something's happening and, or whatever. And I, I have totally neglected that part, that daily self-care, yeah. that daily grounding, like for me, that's usually, I, I know exactly why it's because I stopped that. Once I get back on that, I can start to see because it allows me the visibility to be like, Oh, look at all the things that I'm worrying about that actually don't matter right now. Yeah. And allows me to recenter and get really focused. Like, Hey, what do I need right now in this matter of my, like in this time of my life? Cause sometimes I do have to shift course, right? Like mm-hmm. it gives me more clarity, allows me to focus on the one thing versus focusing on the many. And I find that that practice it really is everything for me. I do it in the morning, um, quickly, very quickly in the morning. Uh, but my main time is in the evenings. Like I find it really helps me get everything out of my head so I can fall asleep and cool. allows me just to really get focused on what I, and I, what am I doing and what am I moving forward to? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I think it's really important to take notice of that is you have your practice that helps you ground. And so that's the important part of your day and so if people found one thing that allowed them to have that same grounded feeling Mm -hmm. that could be really helpful for them moving so helpful you know I we just went through this with a client the other just a couple weeks ago and you know we were going through she was feeling really overwhelmed she wanted to go through the time management and we started going through her like week right because I do I do do very practical time blocking time management practices with my clients so that they can execute on their marketing plan But quickly, I realized like to that point of making time for yourself is grounding. She wasn't making any time for herself. Yeah. And we were like, what's the one thing you can do for yourself? Like 15 minutes, 20 minutes of a day. So she said she loves reading. She's like, I'm going to read. And so that was her part of her homework that week. She started doing like 20 minutes to a half an hour of reading. She just selected the evenings and she, she found her mood started to improve. She was able to let go of some things, right? She was creating more space. And even as the week went on, it like it shifted everything in terms of her perspective. And she was able to handle things coming into her with a little bit more, like she was able to handle them a little bit better. Like she was able to say yes, no, be a little bit more objective. Yeah. Yeah. We, we gain a lot more clarity in those moments. Sometimes it's, we need to slow down to speed up. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. So you, 
where I'm going to go with this. So we have, <laughs> I'm like, there's still so much. Yeah. Um, you mentioned before the fact that people will come to you and be like, I don't, I'm not getting clients because I don't have a Facebook page. Something that I hear a lot of is I need a website. It's one of those like, you know, gold standards, right? Like need a website. What are some other common things you see, I guess, coaches and consultants or people in general struggle with their marketing and their business and how can we shift the mindset around that? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, yes, a hundred percent. I love that websites one, you know, these are the tops that I hear. I usually hear website. They need to have ads. They need to have like a social media page. Like usually they have to be doing reels on Instagram. Um, and then, you know, I, I feel like I've been hearing more and more, like they have to have like an email funnel, like that, like, you know, they have to have that. You know what I find so fascinating about all of those statements there's like, a, I have to have it. Like they believe yeah. that by doing those things, it's the thing that's keeping them from getting clients. So the biggest shift is realizing that you could get a client right now with not without any of those, right? That's like word of mouth marketing. It's, it's meeting people, telling them about what you do, inviting them to, to connect with you. You don't need any of those channels to do that. You could do that right now. You go down the street, you can knock on somebody's door. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's really what, like marketing is making connections with people yeah. to, and inviting them to come. And we don't think you, about right? it like that. We don't yeah. think about marketing like we that. We don't yeah. think about it. And you know, I'll even, I'll even boil it down even more because I talk a lot about messaging and I, people are always like, well, like I have to go and find all these people. And I'm like, you know, you don't actually have to find all those people. That's a very corporate viewpoint of yeah. marketing. That's like mass marketing. That's not what you're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if we focus on your clients, we're focusing on a specific market. Like, right. We're the smaller your market actually sometimes is the better because you have, you create raving fans and they love what you do, yeah. but it's also having a conversation. So like you and I are having a conversation right now, we're talking about business, but if I started to, you know, go off and tell you that, you know, I, I don't know, like something totally opposite, like, like, you know, someone like going hunting or I don't know, like, you know, like we're talking about Chinese food and what, yeah. what are like, you know, maybe that doesn't interest you at all. Right. But it's totally opposite. Well, then there's a disconnect between us. Right. Cause you're not going to feel like I'm listening and hearing you. And I'm every time you ask me a question about marketing, I'm telling you something completely different, yeah. right? It's the same with marketing, like marketing, you're creating connections by having conversations. So we are just looking for different avenues to have those conversations. So your message in that conversation needs to be memorable and really meaningful to the person. And it has to be in line with what they are looking for. Yeah. Like that, that you're solving a problem, that you're focused on hearing and understanding their needs, that you get where they are in that moment in time, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of that that comes into play. Yeah. So that's the, that's the difference. So yes, they come in, they want all the tactics and that's where we align right back to the strategy because a lot of times we, there is like unalignment with, you know, who is their niche? Mm. What is their really, what is their offer? And yeah. then how are they packaging that up to have a meaningful conversation? Once we do those three steps, mm. then we add on the tactics. Then we say, yes, a hundred percent email. Yes. Let's do these. Yeah. Let's connect with all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I just had was we've had it maybe back to front. We've, we've gone in with how we're going to do it. Like how we're going to get our message out there, how we're going to get our clients yeah. rather than looking at what's our message, who's our niche, yeah. who are we targeting, yeah. okay, how do we find them? 
Yes. And I swear when I do that with clients, they're like, Oh, like for, I find for a majority of them, like that really clicks for them because then they can see how everything lines up. Right. But to your point, when we start with the end, yeah, we haven't done any of the work and we're unclear or we feel really unsure if we're even doing it right. This is never going to work. Yeah. So what are some questions that people can ask themselves to begin to uncover their message? Mm, Well, I think some really powerful ones. So when I think about, so I think about message as like, what is it that you stand for? Yeah. What is it that you stand for in your business? And when you start thinking about a message, sometimes those are your unique angles that you have in your program, right? Like like what you offer in your program. I, a lot of times they're unique philosophies, like what makes the way you do something slightly different than the other person, right? Yes. So, um, and so I think that your message is amplifying your, your own voice. And a lot of times your own voice, the way you look at something just through your own unique lens, that's what makes you unique. That's why people are drawn to you. That's what we want to amplify. Right. And so that's the thing that I think of often when I think about messaging, it's like, what do you stand for? Yeah. What are your values? What are unique angles? What are unique philosophy? Answer those because that's what you're going to start saying over and over again in your marketing. Now copy, right? That's like how you write that. Those are the words you put on paper to take that message and bring them to life. That's how you're going to connect in specific stories to spread that word, right? So I think that the combination between the two is what makes it so powerful. But if you're really focused on your message, that's, that's really important. And I also just want to offer clarity in your message truly comes from your ability to solve your clients' problems. Yeah. So when people feel unclear, it's because they don't really know how to articulate or they don't understand their clients' problems. Yeah. Right. It's not about the platform you use is how you're connecting with them. And that's like, that's like any connection, like that's any relationship, right? Like you and I are having this lovely conversation. We're connecting over it. Right. Because we're solving a problem, but you know, and we're having a great dialogue about it, but that becomes really important in marketing. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to that. Yeah. Connection to clients and just asking them. Yes. I think sometimes we forget that it can be, and it goes back to your idea of simple. Just mm-hmm. ask them. Yeah. Like well, we get right. Like that's, I love that. It's so simple. Like ask yeah. them, what do they want? What's going on? Yeah. What's your yeah. problem? And so other ways that they can, I guess, get to understand their market. We hear a lot about like creating avatars and mm-hmm. niching down. Is there any way that you think works well that you see with clients and people that you work with? Yeah. You know, I, I, I love, I do, um, I love a niche because the truth is we can't be everything to everyone. Yeah. It's impossible. Unless you're Procter and Gamble, like, like, and even then they're still niching. Okay. So we truly cannot be everything to everyone, but the minute sometimes you say that to some, they're like, but I don't want to exclude so-and-so and so-and-so. And And the truth is you're never going to exclude anyone who connects with your message truthfully. Right. But the only reason why is that you probably want to attract a certain client to you. Yeah. Right. You probably want to attract a client who is ready for a transformation, who wants to, you know, wants what you have, who wants to show up and do the work, right? Like right there, the characteristics that we're giving the clients that you want to attract, right? 
we're already starting to niche down. So I often look at niching as just really focusing on, again, the client, like what, what are the, who are your best clients? Like, who are they? It's not like, do they drink Starbucks and do they, you know, like, do they shop at Target or the Bay or like, you know, bands, like, you know, it's less about that. It's more about the characteristics. Like, who are they? Like, what are some of the troubles that they are? Like, where are they in life? What, what is keeping them up at night? You know, that sort of thing. I find when you really understand those characteristics, characteristics, you're able to speak so much more clearly in your marketing. So I do believe that that's really important because when you're too broad, your message is flat. Yeah. It lands with no one. Yeah. Right. And there's a difference between inspirational content versus like impactful content. Yeah. And when you get a little bit more clear and you really understand your client's problems and what you're, and how you solve those problems, the results you're going to give them, and you're able to do that in a really nuanced way, that's impactful. That's when you start to see your marketing really take hold and you start to build a following and you create those conversions. You create people. Like I always say, like you want to bring on clients who are like, hell yes, before they even get on the sales call with you, like, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. They want to know you, like you, trust you, and they want to jump on that call being like, yeah, I like Danielle. She and I are aligned. I'm, I'm yeah. excited, right? Versus someone who's just like, okay, I'm going to shop around. I don't really know. I'm not really sure if I have the money for it. Like all of that comes down to the way that you are attracting. And that comes down to your messaging. That comes down to how you're connecting with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. We often, like you said, we have that fear of missing out. You know, and I guess the saying goes, if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to no one. Talking to no one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it just doesn't land for anybody. Um, because you're trying to fit everybody in there and it just gets yeah. overwhelming. Yeah. And then, you know, the follow-on impacts of that, you get overwhelmed yourself, and then that's when your clients turn up to you and go, I can't do this. <laughs> it's so true. So true. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Yeah, a hundred percent. I, I love the approach, like the simplicity and the ease that just comes back to marketing mm-hmm. um, in the way that you you talk. Mm-hmm. Following on from what you were saying before with copy, how does one create impactful copy? Yeah. Um, so I feel like impactful copy comes down to really following a process that connects with, you know, your problem, the solution, the result, and saying that in your words, but for your client. So when you do something that simple and you do that over and over again, you bring your style into it, but it really is that easy model of problem solution results. And then you're going to keep building off of that. I think that that's, uh, that makes a clear message because you're, you're solving something for your client. You're showing them the transformation that they are looking for. I think that's the biggest thing. Like marketing a lot of times is also showing the results ahead of time to your clients. Yeah. Right. It's showing proof. You said you want this. Well, look at what this, this will do. Oh, you're looking for this. Look, look at how this is like, I, I, you can get there too. Like I, right. We want to, we want to show up for our clients in a way that shows them the transformation ahead of time. And that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And I do believe you have a free five step to copy. 
that yeah, you have for the I audience, do. which I'll put in yes. the show notes as well. So oh, wonderful. Yes. Yeah. And that does, and that takes you just through some different mindsets. It takes you through a different perspective with some writing prompts, right? Like that idea of like, are you even just as simple as like, are you using empowering language yeah. in your writing? And I think it's so easy. We can so easily get into a passive way of writing, but are you showing up from a place of empowerment for your clients to yeah. show them exactly what they want? Yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely, there will be a link in the show notes for that. So everybody can go and grab a copy and thank you become amazing copywriters. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yes. A hundred percent. Oh, okay. So yeah, like just everything that has been discussed today is amazing. You know, simplifying marketing, showing it, showing that it can be easy you know, we've touched on burnout and, and I feel like everything kind of integrates in with each other. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's that overwhelm that we feel often in business. Yeah. And, and, and also the biggest theme, you know, around mindset and making it client focused and yeah, yeah, I just, just really love all of that. It's just really, I guess, broken it down and, and shown that when we overthink it, we overcomplicate it and that's why oh. we get stuck. You know? It's so true. Yeah. I, I always say like marketing has needs to be simple to be sustainable, right? Yeah. Especially yeah. when you're a solopreneur, even as you start mm-hmm. to build your team, like it still needs to be simple to be sustainable. And I think mm-hmm. that's everything. So let's just, let's free ourselves. Let's get yeah. rid of the fluff. Let's yeah. focus on the one client, the one offer, the one plan, the clear yeah. message, right? Use the time that you actually have. Yeah. Right. And just, and do it the way that best serves you, right. Lean into your strengths and show, showcase those. That's what draws that magnetic field to your clients and attracts them in. Yes. Sticking to your strengths. You got it. I love that. Everything. I had a conversation the other week about sales and we were talking about Mm -hmm. how important building relationships is in sales. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, we've touched on today about building relationships in marketing mm-hmm. you know, and we don't really think about that. We think marketing's just like putting stuff out there. It's so true. I, and I think, I, and when you think that way, right, yeah. then you aren't building those connections and yeah. then you're just throwing stuff out there to throw stuff out there. You're just going through a checklist. Yeah. And then that doesn't feel very connected. Right. Yeah. But if you think you're building relationships right from the beginning, with what you put out there, the way you say hi to somebody, the way that you are asking them to come to an event, the way that you're, you know, interacting with them on a live, right? All of that is building relationships ahead of time. Yeah. So that way, when they get on the call, they feel like they know you. Yeah. And then you are now just putting a face to what you already know is true about your clients, right? Yeah. And I think too, having that marketing process and that understanding around your marketing allows your sales to be easier as well. Like you're setting yourself up. There you are. And tell, let me tell you, it makes you take like a lot of the heavy lifting off of your sales calls because then they're just showing up. They just want like validation. They want to hear, they want to get the the details. There is nothing better than a hell yes client ahead of time where you didn't even need the call because they were already, yes. They're like, oh yeah, I just wanted to work together. We just wanted to figure out the dates. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Yeah, best thing in the world it would yeah. yeah it really would make selling a lot easier and I guess get rid of that 
that ick around selling as well because you've mm. already set it up and you've you got done it. it in a way that, like you say, you know, builds trust. They trust you. They like you. They are definitely in amazing. Do you have any other tip that you would like to share today? Um, I think, you know, I, I want to just make note of one last thing. And that is like, I love, you know, we've been talking a lot about, you know, I think like finding your wife, standing in your purpose, working on strategy and mindset. But one thing that I find a lot of people are always looking to build their following and there is nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. But a lot of times you can book out your business with the people right in front of you. And I think so often we, we start to, we don't think we have enough of a following. We don't think that, you know, what we have is gonna get us the conversion rates. Because again, we're thinking about it differently, but what if it's not true? Because a lot of my clients are booking out their businesses with small audiences. Yeah. And it's only because they're focused on the people right in front of them. So often we ignore those people to try to find others instead of just focusing on what, and when you do that again, keeping it simple, right. Mm -hmm. Then you start to shift the business. And I promise you actually start to get more traction, which then allows others to then, you know, be drawn to you as well. So I, I always, I just want to kind of give that as something as well in terms of a myth busting. Cause I know you mentioned there's all those myths out there. That's one that comes up often that I think is so important for us to really start thinking about. So, you know, my, my question to like all the listeners is like, what's the one thing you can do right now with the people in front of you Mm. to how can you show up and serve them? What's the Mm. one thing that you can do for them right now? Like how could you focus on that for the next little while in your marketing and what would you need to do? Mm. It's amazing that you brought that up because I did actually think of that earlier. So yeah, I don't know if you're oh, in good. my mind, but. <laughs> Perfect then. Perfect. Because <laughs> I was thinking about that. We often think, you know, oh, I've only got 300 followers. I'm not going to get clients. I need yeah. to have 10,000 before I get any clients. And right? it's just not true. Not true. Yeah. No, no it's that, not true. Yeah. So thank you for bringing that up. That's amazing. (laughs) All right. Well, first of all, where can all the listeners soak up more of your goodness? Oh, yes. Please follow me online, Samamuro Coaching on Instagram and on Facebook. Would love that. I also have a Facebook group, um, Mark purpose-driven marketing secrets. If anyone's interested in that, if they just want to be up to date on some of my teachings and you can also find me at samemoreau.com. Amazing. Our last question is Mm -hmm. what does embodiment mean to you? Oh, I love that question. You know, I think embodiment is stepping into your highest level self. Yep. I think that's where, you know, that self-trust, that area of confidence, like just truly stepping into who you are and being that person without apology. I feel like that's embodiment. Mm. And I feel like we're all, especially even in marketing, we're always stepping into this version, right? Mm. We're stepping into this new identity. And I think embodiment is just being that person and allowing her to show up exactly how she is. And that's something that we don't have to wait to do. I think that's something that you could start to step into and be right now in this moment. So that's what comes to mind when, when you, when you ask me that question. So good. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here today. It has been an absolutely phenomenal chat and it's been full of value 
And I can't wait for everybody to be able to to listen to all of this. Great. Yeah. So thank Thank you you. so much. Yes. Thank you. This was so fun. I love it. Yeah. Such a fun conversation. Thank you. It was. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed having it. Simone is full of so much knowledge and I loved busting myths about marketing and hearing how we can make our marketing simple and effective. All of the links mentioned are in the show notes, so be sure to check them out. To let me know how much you loved this episode, be sure to leave a review and share it with everyone you know. And remember, when we embody all of who we are, we create the ripple effect, and that is where true impact permeates the world around us.